all the way from the land down under, we welcome the Health Bloke Podcast. Talking all this wellness. You name it, the Health Bloke will discuss it, talk about it, or prove it. Whether it's about fitness, food, lifestyle, or more. He's a realist, he's relatable, and he's really good. So settle in, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to another edition of the Health Bloke Podcast, talking all things wellness. Today, I'm your host and your guest, and the topic of the podcast is personal health accountability, something that I'm particularly passionate about. In today's day and age, we have more access to information and education. There are more incidences of diabetes, depression, suicide, and obesity. You know, these lifestyle diseases are killing more people than any other disease combined, and it's 100% preventable. And it's for me, as a health consultant, as an exercise physiologist, as a personal trainer, as, as an online coach, as a wellness mentor, that I get frustrated because we don't value the state of our health until it's too late. So I want to kickstart this podcast by asking you as the listener five questions. These five questions are regular questions that I do at all my workshops seminars and keynote presentations and it doesn't matter if there's 12 of us around a boardroom or over 500 in an auditorium i ask the same five questions and the results are always the same so i'd like you to think about the questions and you've got to answer it yes or no question number one question number one is do you sleep six plus hours a night yes or no Question number two is, do you have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, five meals a day, yes or no? Question number three is, do you have two serves of fruit, three serves of veg every day, yes or no? Question number four is, do you drink two plus litres of water every day, yes or no? And finally, question number five is do you exercise four out of seven days a week? And when I'm referring to exercise, I'm referring to structured exercise, that being going to the gym, doing a class, going swimming, lap lane swimming, that is, doing personal training, doing yoga, doing Pilates, structured exercise versus going for a walk, playing golf, going fishing. has to be structured exercise four out of seven days a week. Now, For most of you, I'd like to think that you can answer yes to all of those questions. Yet I know for the majority of the audience, you can't. Because I've been doing this for years, and less than 5% of my audience remain standing when I ask those five key questions. Sleep, meal frequency, colours, fruit and veg, hydration, and exercise. And the question I pose to you guys, if you had a couple of no's, is how can you possibly operate at full capacity if you can't answer yes to all of those questions? So throughout this podcast, I really want to challenge you to look at your current lifestyle and then identify things you need to change and try and come up with a framework of how you're going to change it. It's easy to identify one or two things. The hard thing is creating change, making health a habit. And I'll really emphasize this throughout the podcast is you've got to start looking after yourself 
first and foremost. When I go and do seminars, workshops, keynotes, I encourage my audience to start running their body like a small business. I've been fortunate enough to have been self-employed for the last 16 years, and I know when I first started my business, you become obsessed with the P&L, the profit and loss. You want to make sure that your time has been rewarded for your income. You, know, you want to look at the losses, your expenses, where it's going, and ways you can improve it. And I encourage you guys, as small business owner-operators owner of your body, to do the same. What are your positives, and what are your negatives in particular? You don't exercise, you work too much, you travel a lot, you've got a poor diet, you don't drink any water, you drink too much alcohol, whatever it might be. Because what we want to do is first and foremost identify what our losses are or what our negatives are and then look at trying to create change to improve those losses or negatives. Because at the end of the day, we want to be better than average. We want to be able to function at full capacity. We want to, be, we want to answer yes to all of those five questions. I read a great book from Matthew Michaelwich, who was a self-made millionaire out of South Australia, called Life in Half a Second. And he's got his formula, knowing that the average Australian male lives to 74 and the female to 82. He's he's come up with a formula and say, okay, let's just call it 80. The average Australian lives to 80 years of age. Take away your age from that and times by 365 days. That figure, that figure you get is the amount of days you've got left to live. 80 minus your age times by 365 equals the number of days you've got left to live. And the question he poses is, why aren't you doing things differently? Why are you waiting for for the diagnosis? Why are you waiting for next week, next month, and next year? Why are you waiting? I'll do that. It's my New Year's resolution. Because that day may never come. We've got to start putting a little bit of personal health accountability on yourself first and foremost. Be selfish with your time. You know, 10% of how long we live is actually dictated by our genes. 90% is dictated by our lifestyle. What we eat, what we drink, the hours the, the hours we sleep, the amount of exercise we do, and who we socialize with. You know, I, I started the podcast with this. It's these lifestyle diseases that are sending us to an early grave. Let's take action. So review your lifestyle. Write down your negative on a piece of paper. Write them down now and then look at ways you can create change. Move more. Eat better. Stress less. Sleep more. You know, if, if you reflect back on that number from Matthew's formula, what would you do differently if you were given a magic number that you've only got X amount of days to live? When you're reviewing your health profile, what do you value? When, you, when you're reviewing your health profile, what is healthy living for you? How do you rate your lifestyle? Now, are you balanced, work versus life or life versus work? Where's your priorities? Because I see it all the time. And there's plenty of people that are chasing the job title. They're chasing the income. They're chasing the house. They're chasing this, the suburb. They're chasing the overseas holiday. They're chasing the ski chalet. Whatever it might be. But it's not building happiness and it's certainly not building health. So what I want you guys to really focus on and five things you should never forget is start running that body like a small business, you know, and start acknowledging reality. Pillar number one is mastering your mind. Take responsibility for your thoughts and your actions. 
Pillar number two is that you have to take control of the life you want to lead. Now, less proving. I just mentioned it. It's not your job title. It's not the, it's not the hours you work, the car you drive. You know, identify with your soul and not your role. Less proving, more living. That's a really good take-home. Less proving, more living. I reckon if you're on your deathbed and someone said, write down on a piece of paper you know, what you'd like to do more, it certainly wouldn't be work more. So pillar two, less proving, more living. Pillar number three is establish courageous trust. Now trust yourself. Delete fear. Decide that you want to rise because you want to expand. Don't be afraid of failure. Failure is merely a lesson. A lesson is an opportunity. Opportunity brings growth. Growth brings development. Development brings happiness. Happiness brings health. So delete that fear. Pillar number four it defines success. You know, what brings you happiness? Because I guarantee you that no diet in the world has ever worked for 2% of the population. Why, so why would you go on a diet if you know that? Bio-individuality. Look at ways you can improve your lifestyle rather than trying to compare yourself with other people's lifestyle. And pillar number five is pay attention to your dimensions of wellness. I know when I first started my business, I was probably too one-dimensional. Everything was about physical wellness physical health. I didn't focus on intellectual wellness, environmental wellness, social wellness, occupational wellness, spiritual wellness. I was probably too one-dimensional. Whereas these days, I try and have a balanced approach. You know, and do a little bit of spirituality, have an understanding of environmental wellness, have an have a environmental conscious. Financial wellness, again, now I'm a father of three kids, it's got to be priority. Social wellness, what keeps you relevant? Who's in your tribe? Who's in your team? Intellectual wellness. What are you doing to develop yourself personally and professionally? What books are you reading? What podcasts are you listening to? What seminars are you going to? Simple things like this will enable you to live a happier and healthier life because it's all, it all reflects back to mastering your mind, taking control, and, and identifying with who you are and what you want to become. And what I really think we need to understand is that improvement is always possible. Now, we can always improve. There's always an opportunity to grow. So back to the theme on personal health accountability. And I really want to emphasize taking control of your own health. And when I determine health, I'm particularly looking at your health profile. Because as I said, these lifestyle diseases are sending you in an early grave. So take ownership of those potential lifestyle diseases and understand what your blood pressure is. Did you have any family history of high blood pressure? How do you improve your blood pressure? What's your cholesterol level? Good cholesterol versus bad cholesterol. Is it your diet that's affecting your cholesterol? Is it your inability to exercise affecting your cholesterol? What are your blood sugar levels like? What are your triglycerides levels like? Because I know that people are losing their limbs because they've got type 2 diabetes. And it's 100% preventable. They're just eating poorly and not taking ownership for who they are or what they want to become. You know, what's your waist-to-hip ratio? Because we know the greater the hip-to-waist ratio, the more likelihood of cardiovascular disease. And these cardiovascular disease, these lifestyle diseases, are killing more people than all other diseases combined, which is frightening. So take ownership, take responsibility, and educate yourself on your key biometrics. Now, I reflect on the average Australian in terms of uh, 
the average Australian male is 176 centimetres in height, 85.2 kilos in weight, with a waist of 96.2 centimetres. And we know that a typical Australian male should have a waist of less than 94 centimetres, but the average Australian is 96. So where is your waist at? The average Australian female is 162 centimetres in height, 70 kilos in weight, and 85.8 centimetres around the waist. Again, you reflect on the population norm, and where they should be, it's well above that, because we know that the female waist should be below 80 centimetres, and the average is 85.8. Again, to you as a listener, how does yours stack up? And as I also mentioned you know, earlier in terms of the, the pillars, the five pillars, number five was having a balance around your dimensions of wellness. Emotional, financial, intellectual, social, environmental, spiritual, occupation, and physical. How does your stack up? How do you define each? And how do you improve each? You know, the national standards for exercise are 30 minutes a day, seven days a week. And I think this puts a lot of pressure on the norm of the population because we really are working harder, working longer, having less time to spend on yourself for yourself. And that's where I created this philosophy of mine around being better than average. I was an average student as a kid and certainly a better sports person and I enjoyed that. So when I started my small business, I thought whatever I do or whatever advice I give to someone is let's look at being better than average because no one wants to be average. Let's be honest, no one wants to be average. So let's look at implementing change to become better, better than average. So when I look at my lifestyle framework, that I instill in my clients, you know, instead of doing seven um, days a week of exercise, which is the national standards, give me four out of seven days. Instead of giving me 30 minutes of exercise seven days a week, give me 45 minutes of exercise out of an hour, four days a week. And instead of giving me 52 years a week of the constant grind, give me 45 weeks a year. And give yourself a little bit of time off for Christmas, Easter, your birthday, school holidays, etc. As long as you understand the importance of wellness, the importance of health, and the importance of happiness, the number one ingredient that you can't flirt with is consistency. You need to be consistent. You need to do certain things every day. Positive affirmations, goal settings, moving, eating, thinking, sleeping. I think these day and age we have more access to... um, wearable devices as well so there's certainly no excuse not to exercise but again you've got to identify what you're going to do when you're going to do it and how you're going to do it because i can tell you to do one thing but if you don't like doing it then you it's not going to be sustainable so again take ownership take responsibility and find out what you like and then how you're going to do it so what i really encourage you as a listener to do is come up with a, a few guidelines in terms of how you're going to operate your body like a small business identify with what elements you need to improve on, and then go about doing it. Set yourself some goals. Unfortunately, I often encourage people to become a 27 percenter because 70% of the population actually don't have any goals. 70% of the population don't have a verbal or written goal. 27% of the population have a verbal goal, and only 3% have both. So I encourage you to become a 27 percenter. I think it's also important eat clean, you know, and have the philosophy that the closer to nature, the better. And less out of a packet, more colour, 
you know, the 90-10 rule. 90% should be whole foods and 10% should be craving foods, sweet foods, treat foods, sugar foods. I think it's probably also really important to understand what is a carbohydrate, what is a protein, and what is a fat, and what are you actually consuming? Are you including all food groups, carbs, proteins, fat, and the frequency of those food groups? And I also think it's important to pay particular respect and attention towards hydration because I don't think we get this right. I think too many of us don't consume enough water. At that 3 o'clock slump, people think it's because you're fatigued and they'll go for a coffee, they'll go for a chocolate bar, they'll go for a sweet fix, they'll go for a carb injection. Yet most of the time, it's because they're dehydrated. And most of the water that we lose is through what we breathe out at night time or through sweat from our feet. So what do we do first thing up in the morning? majority of us have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. They don't replace it with the water that they've lost overnight. So I want you to be conscious of that if your aim and ambition is to improve your functional capacity, if your aim and ambition is to improve your overall wellness. Simple things like improving your hydration, improving your sleep, improving your exercise can be implemented without too much extra external stress on your body. I encourage you to become intrinsically motivated. I actually make a living by being an accountability coach. But at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, you've got to have that intrinsic motivation and that desire and that willingness that you want to create change. And then I just assist you and give you the guidelines, the education, the reinforcement to allow you to create those changes. So what I want you to think about is your journey to date and then also understand the journey to the finish line. Because at no stage of personal health accountability is it a destination. As token as it sounds, health and fitness is something always and forever. Constant commitment equals completion. And I also encourage you to dream and imagine what you want to become, who you want to become, with who you want to be with. What is your ideal lifestyle? What is the location? Who are you surrounded by? And the best sports club in the world, the best company in the world, the best sports person in the world has a supportive team or a supportive network or a framework around them that gives them the tools to deliver the best results. What does your team look like? Who's in it? What do they stand for? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? And at the end of the day, I think what we need to take away from this podcast is that we can all improve. And that definition of success is solely dependent upon your view of what you want to become and who you want to become. What are your values? What are your beliefs? There's a great saying, never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. What's your purpose? What's your passion? What's your why? You know, I think that's a great saying. Never get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Like so many of us are dictated by society. So many of us are controlled by your tribe, trying to keep up with the Joneses, comparing yourself with others. There's a great entrepreneur that had a huge impact on the state of the world, yet possibly was too one-dimensional. Yet he said, your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your inner voice. And most importantly, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Steve Jobs, 1955 to 2011. So I think throughout that podcast, there's some really poignant points. You know, running your business, running your body like a small business, identifying those five questions looking at ways you can improve yourself both personally and professionally, but also, and probably more importantly, becoming a little bit selfish 
and start spending a little bit more time on yourself for yourself. Well, thanks for joining me, listeners, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And please write a review, share with your friends, or write a comment on iTunes because your feedback is really valuable. Because as I said, I am really passionate about helping people achieve success through health. And for me to do this, I need to touch more people. I need to talk to more people. I need to instill some kind of education in more people. Well, thanks for joining. I am the health bloke. And remember, make health a habit. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Health Bloke Podcast, talking all things wellness. If you haven't subscribed, please do. Leave a review or share, as we all know that the health bloke wants everyone to make health a